0: In the house of the Lord this morning, amen, I pray that you're ready for the gospel, amen. Happy Father's Day for everyone that's here, praise God. It's a good day to be a father if you're a believer, (laughs) amen. God is a good God, amen. I thank God for the peace of God which passes all understanding. You know, I told people a while back, you know, I don't have an understanding of what that peace is like, I just know I got it, (laughs) (laughs) you know I say it passes all understanding you know today we have people spending millions of dollars trying to give people peace and security trying to give them healings and, and 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 everything they need but they're still miserable come on the world is a miserable place but thank God it ain't my world. <laughs> I don't plan on staying here very long, please. I'm looking for the upper taker, not the undertaker. Hallelujah! Jesus Christ is coming back. Hallelujah! I'm gonna be with the Lord one day. Hallelujah! I get excited when I start talking about that. I don't have to be worried about what's going on now. I got to worry about what I'm gonna do with Jesus. Amen. Yeah. He's coming back. Hallelujah! Woo! Lord, y'all got me cranked Hallelujah. up. Hallelujah! I better watch out. The spit's gonna fly this morning. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> God is a good God, amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let let me read you a few scriptures before I get to the main thing I want to talk about this morning. I was listening to something this week, and, and, you know, I got grieved. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I just, it's something that I knew in my heart was happening. I told a brother a couple of weeks back, I said, you know what? I don't think people are reading their Bible no more. I don't think people go to church read their Bible anymore. I'm talking about church in general, the the, the body of Christ, I mean, in the world. And you know, I I was listening to a radio program, and you know what? These people came out and said, you know what? Only 10% of people read their Bible. 90% don't. And you know what's happening? We have a foundation, and it's falling apart in America because nobody wants to read the Word anymore. Jesus made a promise in His Word that He was secure us according to His Word, and it made me so angry because I, these, these these commentators or whatever they are made such a like of it, like it was nothing, and they were supposed to be Christian. I'm gonna say something this morning. That word is the foundation to where I put my faith on, and I say it a lot of times. What God said is settled in heaven; it's not gonna change. If God spoke it through His Word, listen, I I don't have to go to the Quran. I don't have to go to the National Enquirer. I don't have to go to a a Buddhist monk to find an answer. I got the answer. His name's Jesus. And if He says it in this Word, it's settled. It's not going to change. And I wonder why people today don't want to pray no more. No people want to go to church no more. People don't want to read the Word no more. Because you know what? The preachers are getting lazy. They're not telling people the truth anymore. They're not telling people to turn to the word, turn to the Holy Ghost, turn to Jesus. Because this is the foundation where we put our faith. My faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified, nothing else. Come on, somebody. I get people mad when I said, do you think you have the only way? Yes, because Jesus said, I am the way the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but by me. Buddha's not the way. Come on, somebody. Mohammed's not the way. Mary's not the way. This church is not the way. Jesus is the way. Well, I'm going to get off on preaching. Let me wipe the spit off a little bit. <laughs> he found a foundation. He said his word was the foundation where we built. When preachers get up and say, well, we don't need this Bible anymore. You can read it if you feel like it. My God, you wonder why we got more divorce in the church than we got in the world. They're neck and neck with the world because somebody forgot to tell them. It's a sin. Come on. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Listen, we need to stand up on this word because this word is the only thing that's going to last. You have a man I told you a while back, he, he was an atheist. He said he's going to make sure there ain't another Bible printed in the world. He's going to fight to stop Bibles from being created or printed. Now his very home is used to make Bibles. (laughs) His very house, they're printing Bibles out of (laughs) it. Come on, God's going to show you who's the boss. (laughs) Hallelujah. God is good. You don't have to turn it, but you can write it down if you want. In Psalms 119, verse 9, how can a young man cleanse his ways? That's a question. How can we make our heart right? How can we change? How can our lives be made right with God? Now, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit to what I said earlier. We don't know this God we claim to serve. I know him as my Savior. I know his presence. But you, do, you, do you know the power this being possessed? This being we call God, the glory that he possessed, the power. Listen, he spoke everything. In six days, he created everything. And out of his mouth came his power. (laughs) And he established creation because he spoke it. Uh Oh. (laughs) Don't you think we should listen when he talks? (laughs) Huh? Huh? Don't you think we should heed his word? I see a bunch of mixed up people in this world, Ray. From the politicians to the church people, they just don't know. I have an answer for you this morning. God's way is right. What is the will of God? God's word is his will. That book you're holding in your hand is the word of God. Live by that and you'll prosper. Find out what it says. Read it. Look in it. Find out what he says about your life and my life, and you'll have victory. How can a young man cleanse his ways? By taking a heed according to whose word? Your word. God's word. How can we be made right? According to God's word. How can we be saved? According to God's word. How can we be blessed? How how can we be healed? According to God's word. Because he promised that in his word. The word is the foundation from which we stand. And when I heard this, I said, no wonder why people in the church are going neck and neck with the world. Because they don't read what God says. They don't open the scriptures and say, God, what is your word for me today? I cannot be cleansed without God's word. Jesus said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. you know who that Word is? Jesus. Jesus said, the Word was God, and it is, He was God in the flesh. The flesh, He was manifested in the flesh. God, God came in the form of Jesus, and was manifested in the flesh, and He dwelt among us. He came to His own, the Bible says, and they didn't even receive Him. Oh Lord Jesus. Come on. We're too busy trying to pamper people and you know baby fire them and listen, it's time. I, I was a baby once time. I sucked a bottle, but it's time to get off the bottle, right? Like I said earlier, you see me with a big old bottle up here sucking on a nipple, how stupid would that look? <laughs> <laughs> Philly, with someone who had a whole casserole. <laughs> 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 How stupid would that look? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm a grown man. I'm supposed to know better. I'm supposed to be eating meat. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be sucking a nipple or a bottle. God help me. They got preachers out there that can preach. And they start tapping on people's toes. Oh, preacher, you shouldn't say that. (laughs) Oh, folks, you're hurting my feelings. You need to be hurt. Feelings. I need my feelings hurt. I need to know what God says. This word cuts. is sharper than any two-edged sword the Bible. It pierces going in and it pierces coming. Listen, it doesn't feel good to be stabbed. I never had it happen to me, but I'm pretty sure I don't want to do it. I'm pretty sure it's not a good feeling. But inside, man, when that word gets in your heart and start cutting that... Trash out of your life and the the sins out of your life. Things happen, praise God. You change. We are God's children. He's going to cut the bad out of your life. (laughs) Come on, somebody. (laughs) You can't get to heaven living like hell. (laughs) Come on, somebody. (laughs) That's tough preaching, but it's the truth. You have to surrender. Submit. God's word. Nicodemus came to Jesus by, now, by night in chapter 3 of John. Nicodemus was a, was a scholar. Nicodemus could quote the five first five books of the Bible by heart and the prophets and the Psalms. Nicodemus knew what it said and he came to Jesus by night. He said, Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot even get in the kingdom of God. He's, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he go a second time in his mother's womb and be born? So, that which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of spirit is spirit. We need a spiritual birth. Nicodemus said, How this can be? He said, Are you a teacher in Israel? And you don't even know this thing? Nicodemus was lost. <laughs> Wait a minute. He could quote the first five books of the Bible. Listen, I've done read the whole five first books of the Bible. A few times. And I can't remember who begot who and who got who and what law was passed and everything. I just got to study it. But the thing about it that Nicodemus could do it, but he he was lost because he had a, he had a a religion, <laughs> but he didn't have a relationship. <laughs> that makes sense. He had a he had a religion, but he he didn't know God. He wore the suits, he had the ties, he had had the garments, he had the box of little Bible, little scriptures in his head, wrapped around his arm, but he was lost. I'm going to shock you, there's people that got Bibles on their arm going to hell. Because it's it's just a religious piece, it's not a a committed piece. It's not something people have committed themselves to, to learning God's ways and God's word. Maybe I should stop. (laughs) Oh! Now, now you don't have to turn them. I'm going to, make you, I'm going to read some verses to you. Believe me, it's in the Bible. Amen? It saves a little time. Uh, Joshua chapter 18. No, chapter 1, verse 8. I'm sorry. This book of law shall not depart from my mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now watch. If you want to prosper today, obey God. If you want to prosper today, obey his word. Because his word is the guide for your life. It's the blueprint for your Christian walk. It's what God wants of you. Come on, somebody. That book he is where you need to be. Come on. When God has said something in there, Well, I don't want to, that's why you come to church. I said it a while back when I preached the message, come to church. You know how I learned about the coming of Christ? I came to church. You know how I learned about the Holy Ghost? I came to church. You know how I learned about God's promises and what he had for me? I came to church. That's how I learned. I I read it myself. I saw what it said. I needed what it said. The, The power of God is in his word. Oh, you sound like this God is real. Yes, he is. Nothing he says returns void. Everything he spoke in his life, the very life of man comes from the mouth of God. Come on, somebody. Everything you see outside comes from the mouth of God. Listen, I was watching that program a while back about the wild animals in the sea. I said, Where did that come from? I mean, they light up like light bulbs, man. They're different colors, shapes, and sizes. I said, I never saw that in my life. Came from the mouth of God. I like to remind people just how big God is. Sometimes, come on, light travels at one hundred eighty-six thousand miles per second. That's fast. As quick as you snap your finger, light can go around the whole earth seven times. <laughs> to get from the Earth, from the Sun to the Earth, it takes about eight minutes, traveling one hundred eighty-six thousand miles per second. The nearest star to us, Alpha Centauri. The nearest start of our solar system, it takes four years to get to it if light's traveling. To cross the Milky Way, where our planet, our solar system is, it, they say it will take about 100 million years for light to cross our solar system, our, our, our uh, Milky Way. And I thought about that, and my head's hurting all right. <laughs> I said, You put a penny up, arm lamp, at a certain part of the sky, you can cover about 1,500 galaxies bigger than ours underneath that penny. How big is God, man? <laughs> oh, how big is God? And that came out of his mouth. So when you read that word, that was the word of God coming from, from God from the, to the prophets and to the, to the apostles. When he speaks something in that word, that's what we live by. We, we move according to what he says, Right? And when I say God's word is powerful, that's what I'm talking about. There's nothing can move the heart of God but faith. Faith in what? Faith in what he said. Faith in what's written in that book. He left us that Bible so he can show us the way we ought to live our lives. God is powerful. (laughs) Come on. The mouth, the power of God is so glorious, I can't in my own mind comprehend it like I said earlier. But God has spoke everything out of his mouth. It's there because God spoke it. Oh, my God. I don't know if you're getting something out of this this morning. Praise God. You're looking for an answer? God has promised in this book that I can be touched, blessed, and healed. God says I can, my heart can be changed. My life can be changed. I can have victory and prosper in the things of the Lord because God said it. God spoke it.. My God, I'm getting off into preaching. Hallelujah, I ain't going be able to read all. Of you. I'm just going to read a few. <laughs> Second Timothy, you can turn there. Chapter three. What a powerful God we serve. <laughs> People say, Brother you sound like you believe that. Yes, I do. <laughs> I live by it. I ain't even begin. It's just a joy to experience what God has for me. I'm only at the beginning. <laughs> one day I'm going to meet my Lord. I'll be with eternity. With him. What, is, what, is, what is eternity? Forever. Eternity. One, one guy explained, that like, if you see a little bird flying over a mountain, and he patches little wings over the mountain. And after billions of years or whatever, that that mountain is flattened by his little wings. (laughs) He said eternity just begun. (laughs) My God, what a powerful thing. Eternal life, never to die. Oh, you might die before the Lord comes back physically. But you'll be with Jesus forever. How do you know that? Because he said it. <laughs> That's right. Because he spoke it in his word. You ever ask yourself, am I going to heaven? Am I pleasing to the Lord? Now, you see, when you ask that, you're not, you're not asking it to me. You're asking it to the Lord. Okay. How can you please the Lord? The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. To those that believe, must believe that He is and He's a reward of them that diligently seek Him. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word. You know what I learned about Jesus? I came and I heard the Word, I heard the gospel. Now, I'm not telling you, listen, I fell back on God in my younger years, I was lost. And when me and Sister Janice got married, I came back here. And we raised our kids just about in this church. But you know what? My preacher didn't have to call me on the phone and say, hey, you coming to church today, Lynn? I didn't see you in a week, two weeks, three weeks. We had a responsibility to be here. And it wasn't to please him, though I'm sure it did because he liked to see us in church. It was to draw close to the Lord. That's why church is so important. It bothers me when I see people neglected because I know it changed my life. I don't know where I'd be if I wouldn't have been here. Not the church is not my salvation, but the word of God. Come on, somebody. Drew me close to the Lord. And I started fearing God and I started, I started, listen, I tell that a lot of times, you know, I was so sensitive toward the spirit of God, I didn't even want to eat devil food cookies. (laughs) I was just a young Christian. <laughs> I mean that sensitive spirit. I said, God, I don't want that with the devil on it. <laughs> Listen, you know I, oh, I love devil. I'm a chocoholic, man. I love devil food cookies. Thank God he delivered me. He says, okay, Lenny, you can eat them now. <laughs> devil eggs. I just made him call them angel eggs. I justified it, blessed it. And uh, no, I know I the taste just the same. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they didn't want nothing with the devil on <laughs> it. And I think God had me in a place like that. He was trying to teach me something. <laughs> that sensitive spirit I had to need to nurture it and learn. <laughs> I had to learn about how I came to church. And I heard the word of God. And that word was established in my heart. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's changed my life. Never. My life's never been the same. Because I believe what God said. All right? When's the last time you picked up your Bible and spent time reading it? Come on, somebody. Yesterday. <laughs> but a daily, I, you don't have to read the whole Bible. In a, a day. Well, you could pick a certain book, read a chapter a day. But don't just read it, listen to it. <laughs> People read sometimes just to make a, do a religious practice. That's not what I'm talking about. God has a, the greatest preacher I know is Jesus Christ. And when he says something in that word, you better listen. Because his word, listen, he's going to change your life. I'm a changed being. I ain't the same person I was 30-something years ago. I'm a Christian. I'm a born-again believer. I believe what God says. People say, get your head out of the cloud. Well, leave me. I'm all right. I see the people with their heads out of the clouds and where they're going. Yeah. All messed up. On, on drugs and alcohol and running doing things they're not should be doing. And yet they are born with peace. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't put a fox in the hen house. Right? I'm not going to follow a fox. (laughs) And that's him (laughs) You know what I learned? I heard that years ago. There's there's no atheist in a, 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 what you call that when you're in the army, a dugout. When the bombs are flying over your head and bombing all over and shooting and everybody's bullets passing by the side of your head, somebody starts to say, wait, maybe there's a God. I better make sure I'm Right? God is faithful, but he's only going to be faithful to this, his word. You can't ask God to do something outside of this. Oh, come on. Religion says if I light a candle or if I go to a preacher or a priest and say a certain thing. No, no, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says this is my way. He's never going to do anything contrary to this book. I don't care who's the preacher. I don't care who's the priest. I don't care who it is. He's not going to do anything opposite well, I don't know what it says. You need to read it. My brother Mike, that passed away, he said that years ago, he said, Lanny, he said, You can't feed the horse all the hay in one day. So you got to let him chew it bite by bite. Listen, you start eating that hay right now, you start chewing bite by bite. You know I'm saying, Come on, somebody. You're going to grow. You're going to learn about something every day with the Lord. You're going to grow every day. You're going to grow and grow and grow. You're going to find out this God is real. I got a confession to make. I love chocolate ice cream. Sometimes, sometimes I go. I like, I found one I like. It's the ice cream peanut butter cup flavor. Chocolate. And you know what? As much as I love that ice cream, I eat one cup at a time. Maybe two. <laughs> I don't eat the whole box in one setting. <laughs> i brother? <remember> that. <laughs> I got to eat one bite at a time. Somebody, somebody say amen. I'll just, you got to eat God's word one bite at a time. I wish I knew it all in one day. Forget it. You're not. You'll you, you never learn it all in one day. You'll never learn it in eternity. There's just so much about God's word. It's so powerful. You're going to you're gonna have to grow with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What I said. Okay. <laughs> you see that? You're, you're throwing me off track. <laughs> all right. God is a good God. Uh, yeah, second Timothy chapter 3, verse. You see that I get get off into preaching, I forget about the the scriptures. (laughs) Chapter 16 of chapter 3 of second Timothy, verse 16. 16, I'm sorry, let's know. Chapter 16. One time, a preacher was preaching, he said, Turn to Hezekiah 3 4. Everybody's turning their Bible, (laughs) there ain't no Hezekiah 3 4. They did just turning the pages, just trying to find Hezekiah. Hezekiah's a king, but there's no cha- there's no book oh. called Hezekiah. Oh. <laughs> I used to I used to laugh with a sister in another church we used to go to. Her and her husband was having some trouble. I said, you know what the second opinion says? Huh? No, don't look for second opinion. <laughs> it's not <in> the Bible. <laughs> Three, four. He didn't pay the bills, making the rules. That's wrong. Right? Huh? That ain't in the Bible. <laughs> I'm just picking with you. <laughs> Don't listen to everything I say, okay? (laughs) Just listen to the Bible. (laughs) All right. All Scripture. What does that mean? All. Everything. All Scripture is given by what? By inspiration of God. People say men wrote that book. Men filled with the Holy Ghost, inspired by God, wrote this book. You know how many times they tried to destroy this book since God created it? Multiple times. The men that try to destroy guess where they're all at? They're all dead. This book's still here. Come on, somebody. Hitler hated it. The Roman emperors hated it. Our own government right now in America hates it. Don't tell us we got to believe God. We got our own way. Our own. The Bible condemns that. Men that think they can operate in their own way fall to destruction. There's only one way to live. Listen, I said it well, maybe last week. Maybe If everybody in America today would get saved, give their heart to Jesus, every barroom would shut down, every honky-tonk, every, every, every strip joint, every false church, every lie would stop because God made a change in their heart. we throw throwing money at situations like racism and drug addictions and all that stuff. You can throw the money all you want. That's all you're doing. Until that heart changes, it's going to always be that way. Listen, when I got born again, and I'm not going to keep it too long, my heart changed. I didn't want to do the things I did anymore. Listen, I, I tell people all the time, this flesh, this body I'm living in never got saved. It's called the flesh. The spirit inside of me is born again. Me, who I am, is born again. One day this is going to die if the Lord tarries and go to dust. But me, Lanny, was born again. And my heart changed. I didn't want to hurt my wife no more. I didn't want to do the things I was doing no more. I turned to the Lord because I needed a Savior. The reason why we're never gonna stop racism in this country, drug addictions and all the things we see, the problems we have, because they're throwing money at something that we should be throwing God at. How dare you tell us we have to believe God? Well, look at the mess we I'm gonna share something with you. I'm almost, I ain't gonna keep it too much long, seriously. In 1963, I was born. January 6th, my wife was born 63, June 10th, 12th. I better remember. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? People that year, the Supreme Court says, prayer is unconstitutional. We take it out of, out of the, the public school. One year later, there comes the Beatles, one of the most God-hating, perverted groups to ever stand foot on American ground because they hated Jesus Christ with a passion. One of them said that Jesus Christ was a a garlic-eaten pig. Mocked the name of Jesus. Blasphemed the name of Jesus. But yet we accepted him. Wait, we we took God out and we accepted the Beatles. And we accepted the sex sex craze of the 60s. Woodstock. Rebelling against all authority. Started rebelling against God. We started rebelling rebelling against the policemen. We started rebelling against all authority. Parents were were shawned off. And was on a decline. 1973 we started killing babies through abortion. God, over 60 something million babies have been murdered. Murdered. They haven't been, they haven't been, you know, aborted, they've been murdered. Now, in nineteen eighty three, we took the Ten Commandments off the wall of our public school. All we got is, look, shootings. I mean, kids going wild. They don't have no direction. One man said, we can't let the 10th commandment stay in the wall because it might influence the children. God forbid we should influence them not to kill somebody yeah. or steal from somebody or sleep with somebody's wife or murder somebody. God forbid. Now, that's what we got right now. They don't know what to do with society anymore. It all started. said, we don't need God <laughs> in 1963. You know what the biggest problem in the public school was before 1963? Chewing gum and walking out of line. That was the top rebellious problem we had with children today. Now you got them on drugs. You got them on, 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 on uh, come on, doing things that's so evil, shooting each other. You know, I mean, it's, just, it's so messed up because we thought we knew better than the Lord. We thought we knew better than God. You take God all out, you know what you got? Sin. You take God out, you have no guidance, no direction. Back in the 60s, we started listening to Sigmund Floyd. We started listening to Dr. Spock. These men come up with their philosophy that if you whip a child, you're going to warp his personality. So now, now we don't want to, we don't, listen, listen, I tell the story about my old grandfather after my daddy died. He warped me real good. I remember one time I stuck my tongue at my mama. He came in, slapped me, laid me right on the ground. Wow oh, I, I bet I looked behind me too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one day I didn't want to get on a bus in front of my other grandfather's filling station. He beat the hell out of me, man. I, look, I'll tell you what. Look, nobody cried child abuse. Nobody cried. <laughs> Listen, he laid it in me. Now I needed to be laid in. And I love my grandfather today. He's, he's gone now, but... I never hated him. <laughs> Why? But now we have a better way. We think that we can change people. Now, we're sticking kids on drugs, and, and we're sticking kids on, uh, listen, everybody got ADD today. Notice that? I never, I never heard that, that before. <laughs> when I was young, you know what, they did? just beat the hell out of the kid. That's how, that's how they got rid of ADD. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we're on the internet, but people are going to say, I'm a, you shouldn't be saying that stuff. So, oh, it's the truth. No, there were no kids on Ridling, on Downers or Uppers, whatever you call them today. They just knew how to correct a child. And they knew good. <laughs> but God has come. We were taking that out. Now, now we have a, a philosophy now. We don't need God. We don't need the Bible says the rod of correction to drive it far from a child. You know, foolishness is a hard job. But God, a rod of correction to drive that rod is a good thing. I'm not saying beat a kid with your fist. I'm talking about on his blessed assurance. <laughs> no, If they want a they want an uh, educational term for it, I call it the 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 the, uh, <laughs> the board of education on the seat of learning. And then I, I'm have <laughs> to stop. no it just it aggravates me to see that we have taken God out and the government says we'll correct your children and when they go out there and do something they come arrest you but you know what God's not sleeping brother Mm -hmm. we need to learn God's word says something that we need to stand upon that word he even goes as far as if you bruise a child, you ain't going to kill him. Don't, don't be moved by his whining or his crying. Please, daddy, don't, don't, don't. I'm sorry. Well, we, we're just going to make a little, make sure you, you're sorry. <laughs> late, sorry. The whole little principle of the woodshed and the, and the hickory stick, man, we need to, somebody needs to make a law over that. <laughs> oh, yeah. don't do it again. I thank God for my kids, okay? But that's one thing they did not do without correction. Yeah. And you know what? I see a lot of is in them. I'm going to tell you, Isaac one time, he had lied to me. He was about five, six years old. Now he's a man. He's 27 years old. He 20, how long? 29. 29. 29. And, he, and he, he lied to me. I said, son, I said, you sinned against God. A five-year-old. Tears started rolling down his eyes. <laughs> he was so broken, I think that hurted him more than the whipping. Mm-hmm. Because in his first time in his life, he realized that I offended God. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me a five year old don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they know. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. I'm almost finished, y'all. All scriptures is given by interpretation of God and it's profitable for doctrine. Now, that, and that's the point I'm talking about to teach you. What is doctrine? Doctrine is, is 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 to teach you. What is it? What 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 doctrine are we talking about? The doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ, the doctrine of His Father, the doctrine of the Holy Ghost. These things are there to teach you. All Scripture is given prophet for doctrine, for reproof, for it means, correction. How many people like to be corrected? I don't. <laughs> oh, but it feels good when it does happen. I've gotten corrected. As a young baby, I've gotten corrected as a a young Christian. I've gotten corrected a lot of times. You know what aggravates me? and I I need some help, (laughs) seriously. When somebody's going to sit there and argue with you about something, and they know doggone you telling them the truth. They're going to try to justify, and and they've been caught (laughs) red-handed. They've been caught. Little baby sticks his Hand in the cookie jar, boy, did you eat a cookie? You can't cook. No, I did not take a cookie. He got chocolate all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you got chocolate all over your face. Then <laughs> you say, my brother made me do it, my sister made me do it. <laughs> the devil did it. <laughs> okay. Reproof is a good thing. Correction is a good thing. For instructions in righteousness... That the man of God may be completely, truly equipped for every good work. Pray that close your Bible. I never read all the scriptures. (laughs) But I believe you got the point, okay? The point is that if God says something, it's right. When we don't follow God's word... We get things messed up, like I explained to you a minute ago about all this stuff in the 60s. And we threw God out and we accept the Beatles today. You know, we accept all the philosophy of the world. And we got a messed up world. We decided the United Nations would decide our peace. And we got more wars than we ever had. Come on, somebody. We started spending money on medical. Uh, and I'm not against, you know, medical technology. I mean, look, at penicillin. Penicillin has done more help for any. I mean, people stopped dying because they created penicillin. That comes from the Lord. God gave men wisdom to do that. But why do we have more sickness and disease than we ever had? We never used to have that when I was a boy. Come on, somebody. We never used to have kids dying of cancers and. Seriously, I I, I don't remember one when I was young. Ever now kids are dying of disease and cancer? Grownups, can't, a lot of them don't pass 60 years old. Come on, somebody, what's, what's the matter? If we have so much wisdom and so much knowledge and so much understanding, we don't need God, why is the world more messed up than it's ever been? Somebody answer that for me. You know why? Because you can't answer. Because <laughs> we took God out. Yep. We took the Bible out. We took prayer out. Listen, what you need to do, you don't have to. Find some time with the Lord in the morning. Get on your knees for a few minutes and open the scriptures and listen to the Holy Ghost. Listen to the Lord. And find out what God wants. And I can assure you, if you're sincere in your heart, he's going to speak to you. He's going to speak. I've had him move multiple times in my life. Sometimes I'm just sitting there waiting. You know what I'm saying? God speak. And you're going to hear that small, still voice, like Elisha, when he was running from Jezebel. Running from Jezebel, he met God, and uh, he had to hear that little small, and the Bible says he wrapped his mantle, whatever he was wearing around his head, he fell on his face, because he heard God's voice. When's the last time you picked up your Bible? No, you don't have to raise hands. No, seriously, I'm not, I'm not asking you to raise hands. But in your own heart, when's the last time you sat down and just give God some quality time and read? If you're a new Christian and you want to start off, the book of John, the gospel of John is perfect. I love the gospel of John because it tells you who Jesus is, all right? I like especially John chapter 10 where it talks about he is the good shepherd. And he gives his life for his sheep. You know, he, he says he got, he's got this corral. You know what I'm saying? There's only one way into the door, into the corral. It's, it's through the door. If you try to climb up some other way, the Bible says you're a thief and a robber. You can't go through man. You can't go through religion. You can't go through a priest or a preacher or, or me, me. Jesus is the door. Don't look for any other answer but Jesus. Because he is the door. He says the straight is the gate, it narrow is the way that leadeth unto righteousness, and few there be that fine. But broad is the way that lead it unto destruction, and many go that way. What it means that that little let me use just this this right here. This is this is narrow, okay? Comparing to the building, this is very narrow. Alright. I stay on that straight line. I'm gonna come and meet Jesus. But if I go amongst y'all and walk around and you know, broad is the way that leading lead in here. I can go many ways. But if I walk on a straight line, I'm going, to find, I'm going to walk with the Lord. Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way. Listen, there's only one way. There's not 15 ways. There's not 20 ways. There's not a Catholic way, a Baptist way, a Pentecostal way, a full gospel way. There's Jesus. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yes. Jesus is the only way. So when I say I have the only way, if I'm following Jesus, I do have the only way. There's no other way. Oh, boy. Ain't that the truth? Let's stand up. Praise God.